<laughs> so, uh, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to feel like an asshole, but did he die? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's Fuck. dead. <laughs> well, Regis Philbin, still dead. And, you know, that one we're sad about. We like Regis. R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. Then, uh, <laughs> all right, on that note, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's do a gems. <laughs> now that we have established Regis yeah. Philbin is dead. I'm going to cast a pall over the whole show. <laughs> so, five, four, three, two, one. Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Now. I swear to God, if there's who wants to be a millionaire on tonight's show. <laughs> oh, man, you wish there was. Nope. Uh, yeah, who just... wants to be a millionaire? The classic NES game. <laughs> nope, we're just discussing dead celebrities for no reason whatsoever. Uh, rest in peace, Regis Philbin, and welcome back, everybody. It's Game That Tune Gems in the house. Uh, man, oh, man, what a show we've got tonight. It's, uh, it's a, your boy John Harrington here. we got David Fleming with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got Johnny. Say hey. Hey, yeah, you're you're uh, mononymous now. You're you're merely Johnny. So okay, yeah, it works. Nobody needs a last name anymore. And uh, was well, was he never not mononymous? Mononymous is said by you know one name. If I called him John Regan, he would not be mononymous. Just <laughs> say like, hasn't he always been Johnny? No, he's been John Regan. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, he's I'm not sorry, Madonna. apparently we're however many episodes into gems and i haven't been paying attention yeah he's not you know i don't know some other he's not share like he's john regan sometimes we call him johnny sure he's not share i mean i've been johnny i've been wanting to ask you about your uh your butt cheeks that are hanging out there are you uh (laughs) you thinking about turning back time (laughs) i i'm trying if you can find a way I, oh, thought the butt, I thought the butt cheeks were the key to time travel. Right. You thought on Game That Tune Gyms, we turned back time, so you showed up dressed as Cher from that video. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Johnny, what a mistake to make. Because uh, what we're going to do here is uh, listen to some video game tunes from games that came out 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I think we're going to keep it pretty fucking loose on this episode. It's uh, It's our February recording at the end of March. We're way behind. Uh, jury duty and... Me getting a new job has, uh, I don't know, kind of sapped up all our motivation to do extra shows. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what David's excuse is, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have it kind of loosey goosey tonight. That's uh, that's what I'm feeling. I mean, my excuse is if I could turn back time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, oh my God, shares here. Yeah, oh my God, David would share the whole time. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, so it's going to be a great, uh, great show. We got releases from February's 1993, 2003, 2013, uh, a pile of great games on the show tonight. And, uh, let's just jump back in time to, uh, February of 1993. All right. So, uh, first game on the docket, a little SNES slash Genesis game. That uh, I definitely rented and thought was going to be a lot of fun, and it turned out it was not very much fun. A little game called Flashback, colon, The Quest for Identity. Uh, Did you guys play this game? 
No, I remember reading about this game. Like growing up, I had some kind of book that was like Sega Genesis hot tips for pro players, you know, yeah. book or something like that. Hot tips. Yeah. <laughs> and then um I remember flashback being in there and there being some secret that sounded really cool, but that was about it. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna run a whole game just for like one thing that might be neat. Yeah, no, it, it's uh it had cool looking graphics. It had kind of that like rotoscope style, like out of this world. Um, and the one thing I remember doing is uh, not really getting all that into the game when I rented it. Mostly I wanted to run and like jump and stuff and never really like advance in the game. Once we discovered that you could like make your character run smack into a wall and like there's a fun animation that goes with that, we pretty much just did that instead. It wasn't a very fun game. Um, but. Young me enjoyed making the character go, you know, flat splat against a wall. That's uh, that's kind of my flashback story. Uh, I kind of wish I had played more of it because uh, it's like a cool sci-fi thing. But oh well, Johnny, what's new, man? What uh, what you been up to lately? Ah, uh, you know, listening to cases and indicting criminals. Or yeah. I'm sorry, indicting alleged criminals. Alleged, yeah, exactly, Johnny. They're not yeah. criminals just because you indict them. You you know, power tripping motherfucker. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 we'll talk more about jury duty and stuff as the night goes on. Let's hear two flashback songs. Let's hear the opening to flashback and Conrad's memories uh, from the SNES flashback composed by John Hancock. That seems like a fake name. Uh, Jean <laughs> Baudelot and Fabrice Vissero. What do you mean that seems like a fake it's a, name? It's a big name. <laughs> Not necessarily he in video game music. He has a tower in my city. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, I think uh, maybe different John Hancocks. I apologize uh, for fucking up the editing. Oh, no, please. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I said loosey-goosey, David.
Yeah, man. Um, cool, funky tunes. SNES music. Dig it. Um, so, Johnny, give us a, uh, you know, since we're talking flashback, give us a flashback to one of your uh, recent cases. What's the funniest thing you've dealt with lately? Uh, funniest. At um, grand jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, many people in Baltimore have whipped out their genitals? Uh, and been uh, charged with a grand crime over it? <laughs> uh, a, a few. Uh <laughs> No, so um, the funniest was probably um, just hearing one case where they did a drug raid and the the person they, they raided was in a hotel room with just the list of drugs they found went on and on and on and on and Hell on. Yeah. Mm. And like by the by the end, one of the other jurors like that bitch a queen pin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did she like yeah, raise her hand and say that to you know, your honor? Just bitch a queen pin. <laughs> well, yeah, we we don't need to even reach a verdict. <laughs> uh, Let uh, the record show that bitch a queen pin. Can you identify uh, the the queen pin? Is she here in the courtroom today? <laughs> it's that bitch. Um, <laughs> so uh, moving on to another game on the SNES. Uh, you know, a movie tie-in game. Uh, David, you're a uh, fan of movies. And animation and uh, bad movies. So, David, tell us your memories of the movie Cool World. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Sideways. <laughs> and, um, uh, and also the game Cool World on the SNES. <laughs> so, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have not played Cool World on SNES. Unforgivable. Based on the movie cool world i can't imagine this game is any kind of good um wow there was a cool world game on snes <laughs> I mean, yeah 
it wouldn't make sense for it to be on very many other systems, but, um, but at the same time, like I'm trying to imagine what is the cool world game on SNES? Are you playing as Brad Pitt trying to not fuck a cartoon? Probably. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, how did how does Nintendo of America handle the cartoon fucking scene? Because <laughs> yeah. that uh, happens in that movie. Right. Yeah, it totally happens. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. Like, are, God, are you playing as Hollywood or are you playing as, like, digitized Kim Basinger as Hollywood? Mm. Um, or are you playing, are you playing as the, like, random cartoon spider in that game god cool world is such a fucking mess yep it is uh yeah i think my dad took us to see that when we were kids not knowing what it was (laughs) like it's uh yeah i don't have any real specific memories of it other than not enjoying it like hmm this isn't you know the, the title is a bit of a misnomer here this world not so cool um, you know, I feel like a lot of parents took kids to the cinema to be like to to watch like a a Ralph Bakshi animated movie. Like, right. hey, this is a cartoon. This is for kids. Yep. And then they went and watched Wizards and were like, wow, there's a lot of Hitler in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah. So, uh, cool world on the SNES. Um. You know, one uh, you know, one wonders what they could have made this game about, but uh, you know, maybe we'll figure it out based on these two songs from composers Dean Evans and Keith Tenman. We've got title screen, and we've got car ride. Uh, I mean, David, it's a, it's a car riding game. That's what it is. We figured it out. I don't think so.
something uh, something wrong, David? You're grimacing at how funky that is. No, it just... I don't know. It sounds much more upbeat than I would expect Cool World on Super Nintendo. Yeah, but it was a car riding game. I mean... David, it was I, a. It was I don't a, think it was. It was a funky, funky Mario Kart starring Brad Pitt. It's got to I mean, be. I guess. I guess if the car is Jack and you're playing as Hollywood, then I guess it is a car riding game in a sense. But... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yes. That's the cartoon fucking music. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. PRP, I'm putting Cool World on the GTT movie commentary list i mean like so david you're you know you've been showing guys you know the weird movies lately and shit is cool world actually like an even an oddity worth revisiting or is it just kind of bad i mean it's because i know your bar for your calibration for like oddity worth revisiting is all fucked up but like i don't know my memories of it it's just like eh. <laughs> i mean if in in terms of ralph Bakshi movies I would probably put Wizards before Cool World. Okay. Yeah, as far as bizarreness goes, I think this teeters more towards boring right. than like crazy bad or crazy weird. This is kind of like, uh, like the whole time it's kind of sitting there and like nobody does anything particularly bizarre right. to where you're like, oh, what the fuck was that? Like it's, it's just, it just kind of goes. It's like watching Sucker <laughs> Punch from uh, Zack Snyder. It's like, Oh, this isn't uh this isn't good or really you know weird enough to be interesting. So I guess we're just here. I guess we? <laughs> like in the terms of like bizarre cult cinema, I would put it on the level of laser blast. Like, yeah, it's weird, but also I'm not having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's <clears throat> uh that sounds like the early nineties. That sounds like somebody trying to, you know, do Ralph Bakshi's version of Roger Rabbit all right. Um so the next game we got uh, another Super NES game. Uh, it's a you know real superstar to the show, guys. Uh, in fact, it's going to be a super continuation after this. Spoiler alert: more Super NES. Um, a uh, fourth entry in a series, uh, specifically the Valis series, Super Valis Four. Um, is this the one that popped up on the Switch SNES service, David? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not confident searching for it, but I know that like a bunch of the Valis games popped up and it was kind of one of those things. It's like, Hey, the Valis games are available. Like, Oh, cool. What are these again? Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of hot cartoon characters, I'd like to fuck, uh, this, uh, this Valis. Basically <laughs> Roger Rabbit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, Valis is Roger Rabbit to you? (laughs) I was just thinking of hot cartoon characters I wanted to fuck. Roger Um, Rabbit? Wait. You want to fuck Roger Rabbit? No, don't correct him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't give him the right answer. It's okay if David wants to fuck Roger Rabbit. I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) See, this is me doing a bit because I'm trying to figure out what game series we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, um yes uh valis super valis um a game featuring a uh attractive anime woman and uh you know perfectly fine action platforming 
And she is as fuckable as Roger Rabbit. Dude, I bet Roger Rabbit is a very generous lover. I mean, how do you think he got Jessica anyway? Like Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it it was never a pairing that really made much sense. Have you have you heard about rabbits having sex? Like they produce multiple spawn, like rabbits will fuck forever. Yeah, but like is that a, something you're into as a as a human woman? Even a cartoon human woman want to fuck a rabbit? Like, do you want to just be impregnated a bunch? You know. You know is what? Jessica Rabbit just into being bred? Shame. I'm not you know, <laughs> it's not even a kink. It's just, you know, you never really talk about their kids in those movies. So maybe that maybe maybe Roger Rabbit got a vasectomy. Mm. Uh you know. Roger Rabbit, vasectomy, Vallis. It's all right there. It's all V stuff. Um, I say all of that to say I don't know anything about Super Valus. You should play it on the Switch. It's actually pretty fun. Um, Is it on Switch? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, totally totally worth playing for not paying for it, you know, or already paying for your Switch online service. Um, there are so many games that are totally worth paying for not paying. Like, yeah, just, you know. If you're already paying for something else, and the the game is offered to you, such as Super Valus Four as part of the SNES Online thing on the Switch, yeah, why not? It's worth uh, seeing if you like it. So yeah, David, I think you should check it out. Maybe these songs will bring you into the fold. We got two songs from Super Valus Four. We've got Vacanti and Valhalla. I'm sensing an alliterative theme. Vasectomy, Vacanti, Valhalla. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put this all together, but yeah, here's some tunes.
Yeah, no, uh, Total Bops in Super Battles 4. Good tunes. Fun. Fun music. From a, you know, maybe fun game. Honestly, check it out. I, I played it so briefly that I, uh, I kind of don't remember. But again, if it's just sitting there in your Switch, yeah, I don't know. See if you like it. You know, I, I've discovered those uh, those Switch games, the uh, like SNES and NES games, uh, and the Game Boy Advance and shit. Really, uh, kind of the rewind feature makes it because it really takes all the frustration out of playing some shitty old games. It's like, all right, all right, hold on, run it back. All right, cool. Yeah, I, like I, I, you know, I I know that I'm now capable of beating like every game that's on there because you know just that that little rewind feature it makes those games so accessible and so much fun. It's a good way to experience the games. Um. And so, speaking of a game that I, you know, you can't experience on the Switch, a game that uh, is not uh, not remembered by most people. Let's uh, let's see what Johnny knows about Sonic. Ooh, Blast Man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Sonic Blastman. Uh, he's uh, a superhero on the SNES. What do you uh, What do you know of this Sonic Blastman? <laughs> I was going to say, that's the weird Game Boy game where Sonic teams up with Wario, right? right? Yes. Uh, you know, Wario and Sonic Blast Men. But no, <laughs> it's uh, Sonic Blastman, uh, Attorney at Law. Um, a game that, again, features not uh, no hedgehogs, to my knowledge. It's it's pretty bold to put a game on uh, on SNES and have it lead with Sonic. And then have it not be a ripoff of Sonic. So I'm so confused because I'm looking at this uh, like flyer for the game. Yeah. And it seems to be spelled out Sonic Blast Man. With space? At, yeah, three words. Shit. But then it says here that you play the game as Sonic Blastman. Two words. Okay, so, so maybe, the, maybe the name of the game is Sonic Blastman, but the character's name is Sonic Blastman. Why would you do that? <laughs> now, is there is there a hyphen that people frequently ignore, yeah. such as with Spider Man? Was it you know was Sonic's? Uh, did their did his parents uh, have the last name Blast and the last name Man? I don't know where else to go with this bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could have just said, no, that's not the case at all, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's no bit. We're genuinely asking you a question. Yes, Johnny. I'm asking you as the Sonic expert here. Um, Then I'm I'm just going to say no. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I, just, I can't move past this whole Sonic Blast Man, <laughs> Sonic Blast Man thing. Like, this is really... We're trying to bog you down in it, Johnny. Don't, don't try really... to move past it. So You've good. really broken my brain. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> is is Sonic the title? Like you know, Mister Frankman, Sonic Blastman. Oh yeah. Or like oh. is it could be like an honorific. Yeah, it could be uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, Sonic. But see, that's where the key thing is. The <laughs> please, word please. Sonic Blastman was my father. The, Call the, me Dave. The whole key to the thing is the word the. If it was Sonic the Blastman. Then you know you you got the whole thing sorted out. <laughs> but again, if they put an SNES game out with Sonic the and it didn't end with Hedgehog, it would uh you know probably uh, probably not be well received. Kind of like Sonic Blastman was not well received and is not remembered. Um, it's a Taito joint. It's got composers. Uh, it's got Zuntada, 
the uh, the house band of uh, Taito, uh, which is you know that's a, so it's essentially Taito's sound team, and it's got SNES tunes. So we got the factory and the laboratory from Sonic Blastman.
it's uh it's good and funky you know props to zuntata you know what a uh what a group a super group as it were super group compi- uh, comprised of composers that worked at taito the biggest superstars in japanese music um all right so we're moving on guys it's uh i hate for there to just be this non-ceremony about it but like i feel like this first segment doesn't really have any hitters that are worthy of uh of getting a bonus beat quite frankly i'm just gonna come right out and say we're gonna end on you know a good game but like uh i don't know i think i'm saving the bonus beats for later in the uh, later in the episode so i want to move on to the arcade i want to move on to a crazy beat-em-up that i can't remember if it's based on a comic book or if it's based on a uh, like cartoon or something at the time, maybe David can fill me in. Maybe Johnny remembers. Tell me what you remember of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Ooh, I, I, um, I can't remember if yeah, there is a cartoon. There's a comic. You have to have both. I, yeah, Cadillacs and uh, dinosaurs. It's promised that right there in the title. <laughs> and the Cadillacs are from the cartoon, and the dinosaurs are from the comic book. That's uh, that's how they mash those up. Is that what it is? No. So yeah, I believe Cadillacs the dinosaurs is God. Is it based on something? Did they just make this? Now I'm questioning it. David, I, do you know? I feel like it was definitely based on something it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up based on the comic book series xenozoic tales the game was produced as a tie-in to the short-lived cadillacs and dinosaurs animated series which was aired during the same year the game was released so it was both Ah. sorry to just spoil that one but i was right it was both (laughs) yeah but at the same time i feel like one was m- way more popular than the other. Which was more popular, the animated series or the comic book? <laughs> you know, I don't have the confidence to give an answer. Okay, so which is more popular in your view, David? You know, this is you, David Fleming. Cadillac or dinosaurs? You know, given the fact that we are not in the 1950s, I'm going to say that dinosaurs are more popular. That's to, you know that's a very David answer, yeah, David. Uh, for the viewers at home, how, how how many Cadillacs have you owned in your lifetime? You know, I'm I'm real talk. <laughs> I have not owned any Cadillacs. However, my maternal grandmother, who grew up in the Great Depression, made a point to purchase a Cadillac and own a Cadillac. For every car that she owned, because it was a status symbol. So, Hell yeah. like, Cadis, Cadillacs were definitely a thing in my childhood. And Hell yet, yeah. somehow, I still believe that dinosaurs, they have that slight edge because, you know, they're fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I, in, I, in pop culture in general, dinosaurs probably more well represented than Cadillacs. You guys, you guys know what Cadillacs run on, though. They <gasps> run on dead dinosaurs. Oh, he's oh. right. <laughs> uh, Johnny, that is incorrect. They run on oil, which is descended from all sorts of prehistoric creatures, pterodactyls, Mosasaurus. <laughs> 
all sorts of other prehistoric reptiles that are not necessarily qualified as dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Wow. We're drawing that line. So it's, you know, <laughs> David, David knows dinosaurs so much that he's willing to state that the cars don't run on dinosaurs. I mean, you know. Motherfucker, I was in third grade and owned pants that were embroidered with dinosaurs to the point where I was made fun of for having dinosaur pants. Yeah, so, yes, I I would call myself an expertise in this particular subject. Poor fucking David, man. Kids can be so cruel. David's wearing yeah. what now we would consider the raddest fucking pants on the planet, <laughs> and he's getting yeah. laughed out of the fucking gifted program. It's fucked up. I... <laughs> I I can tell stories. Yeah, I mean, you you would think that David, that it would be a safe place. Like, it, you know, you were in the fucking gifted program. It's all the dorks there, and somehow you were still being made fun of for those pants. It's fucked. I'm sorry that I, I wasn't was ostracized amongst the ostracized. I am sorry that I wasn't there to help. Um, because we've got two fantastic songs from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Maybe if you had been playing this game for them, they would have, uh, you know, welcomed you in. They would have been like, hey, cool pants, man. And I can't wait to see your Cadillac pants. Um, <laughs> from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, we've got Roaring Around, that's stage three, and Trap of Silence, that's, uh, stage one dash two. From composers Isao Abe, Siun Nishigaki, and Kyoko Yamada. That's some Capcom people. And that's going to do it for 93. So we'll see you guys in uh, 03.
Mm-hmm. Guys, we've made it. It's 2003. We're all doing our best. David's no longer wearing the dinosaur pants. He's moved on. It's high school. David's 17 years old. What kind of pants are you wearing, David? Uh, dinosaur pants. Still dinosaur pants. <laughs> you know. Dinosaur pants, puka shell necklace, frosted tips. Oh, yeah. You know what? Don't Pretty fly for a white me. guy. <laughs> oh, um, God. I forgot that David was in Smash Mouth. Uh, <laughs> it was good. He was walking on the sun. Uh, so, it's, oh, man. Um, God, should we just, you know, should we share some, like, high school memories instead of even talking about the games? Like, yeah. You know. Oh, God, no. Let's, let's, let's not Dave, share Dave, high Dave, school come on, memories. man. I didn't go to your high school. I want to know what you did, man. You know, you know wanna... it's best that you not know what I did in yeah. high school. It's one of my big regrets, David, is that we didn't go to the same high school as each other. Like, you know, it, it puts you in some kind of weird legendary status in my mind where it's like, what was David up to those days? Like, I know what I was up to, but like, what was David uh, doing? <laughs> uh, let me, let me put those, like, let me put your mind at ease. I was not doing anything cool in high school. <laughs> you know, somehow I thought maybe you were, but I guess uh, that story no, checks out. <laughs> no, God, no. Yeah. Oh, nuts. Um, let's let's focus on what Johnny was doing in high school. Well, see, that's the thing. I saw Johnny on a regular basis. I know what Johnny was doing in high school, man. He was rocking that saxophone and you know just trying to finger blast left and right. It's just you know that was his <laughs> style, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I and I never did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, I said try. Trying, so, <laughs> trying so hard. Oh, like man. Sisyphus, like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. Just, just keep on trying to get those fingers wet, and it just, you know, just pushes you right back out. Um. Somehow, somehow, playing jazz saxophone in the high school band and working in an ice cream shop just didn't do it. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot that Johnny was dipping in high school, man. He was scooping mm. it out, man. Making those scooping waffle that. cones. Oh, dude, I could run four waffle cone presses at the same time. It was pretty oh, sweet. God. My favorite sex move. <laughs> <laughs> four waffle cones at the same time. Oh, man. Hot rolled cones. <laughs> I was scooping that cream and packing that fudge like a fucking pro, man. See? That was yeah. so good. Were, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Two big creamy scoops and a pack and fudge. Um, so anyway. Uh, Not going to lie, and I apologize for derailing the episode. That is one of my favorite stories to tell people is you talking to a, a customer coming in. It's like, hey, I've got a question. What's in the butter, butter pecan? And you're saying, there's no way to explain that without sounding like an asshole. Because the butter pecan has butter. And pecan. Well, sir, <laughs> thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, man. God, I, I miss being able to be really fucking snarky at you know people at customer service jobs. <laughs> like, it's, mm. uh, oh, man, those were the days. Not giving a fuck. Um, let's just hear the two songs from this first game. And, David, tell me what you think. Uh, uh, this is a GameCube release. So let's uh, let's hear something here. Cube. 
David, what do we have here? Did did the Wind Waker demo disc have like a trance remix? <laughs> You're close, man. So uh, this is the Ocarina of Time uh, like Master Quest bonus disc that came out. Um, basically, I think that uh, Nintendo had to push Wind Waker back a month or so, <laughs> and this was uh, like a special. It wasn't the uh, Legend of Zelda like pre-order bonus disc, but this was like the Ocarina of Time GameCube disc. Did you? you know, I figured you had this. Uh, mm-hmm. But why would the like Wind Waker preview disc have the turbine music? Like what? Well, no. That, that, so that's the thing. That, you know that. So that first song was some random weird Nintendo GameCube techno song. These are the only two songs. This is it's you know again it's the Ocarina of Time and Master Quest, and these are the only two unique songs that aren't simply from Ocarina of Time. This Nintendo GameCube techno music and that Ocarina. It's labeled Ocarina GC forty eight. It's uh, it starts out as the Ocarina of Time. Oh, of course, it's GC forty eight. It's the Hyrule Field music, but then it goes into the classic Legend of Zelda theme instead of the uh, Ocarina of Time Hyrule Field. And that's uh, that's the only things that are unique about this disc. Other than that, it's the uh, it's the Master Quest and Ocarina of Time on GameCube. Did you play Master Quest, David? You know, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. No. Well, it was one of those things where it was like, hey, here's a an N64 the like I was I was definitely aware of it because I was a massive Nintendo fan and I believe they advertised this in Nintendo Power. Um Oh they did, so like, I, I knew I was after it for some reason. <laughs> and like they were they were advertising like, hey, here's like Ocarina of Time on the GameCube, but harder. But also it's it's just Ocarina of Times. Like okay, cool, but I've I've played that before. Right. Like what else are you giving what else are you giving to me? And it was just it's harder. <laughs> Okay, but like, yeah. what else is there? And like, are there extra dungeons? Are there extra items? Like, no, 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 no. It's Ocarina of Time, but harder. Yeah. Mm. It's the vanilla ice version of Ocarina of Time. There's those little bitty changes. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, but are, are there little bitty changes? Yeah, that, see, the original Ocarina of Time goes do 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 do. <laughs> the master quest goes ding 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 da da ding ding da da ding. It's not the same. <laughs> I, I, it's the only I, way I, I can <laughs> explain it. That is the only reference I can make to explain why the master quest is different than the original Ocarina of Time. Is Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this episode coming out so we can reference to that in a future free play jingle. Mm-hmm. God, man, people are going to hate this episode. So anyway, yeah, the next uh, next game uh, was recently eliminated from uh, Game That Tune, March Madness. Eliminated in the first round, in fact. Uh, apparently, there's not a lot of love out there for the Guilty Gear series. Um, which, uh, you know, stunning to me. Because uh, it was in the tournament to begin with. It's one of the most requested games on the radio. Because apparently, there's some people out there that like hair metal and fighting game tunes. So... We got Guilty Gear XX on the PS2. Johnny, 
let's not pretend like you've played this. David, let's not pretend like you've played it either. Because I haven't either. But you know what's great? Shredding metal guitar music for a fighting game. Um, it's pretty Guys, fun fact. This is literally the only Guilty Gear game I have played. Fuck! No! Johnny, you, you, weren't, <laughs> you weren't supposed to play the Dreamcast, Guilty Gear game. Right? <laughs> Say what? He said, because this also came out on Dreamcast, didn't it? Or no? Mm, not sure about that. Oh, shit. Uh, I got to double check this. Yeah, you might need to, because I, th- I I feel like this was, uh, this is 03, man. So this is PS2, firmly. Um, I don't think this was a Dreamcast port. I think the maybe- Oh, shit. Yeah, never mind. I damn. No, I have not played this. It's okay. You know, geez, you weren't uh, you weren't cool enough for you know double X. That's all Mm -hmm. right. Um, But to make up for it, you know what, Johnny, I'll throw in your theme. So we've got three songs. That's right. I'm going to use last month's bonus beat on Guilty Gear right now. We got Guilty Gear XX. We got Keep Yourself Alive Two. That's Saul's theme. We've got Drunkard. That's Johnny's theme. And we've got Kagematsuri. That's uh, I Know's theme. Uh, and they're all from composer Daisuke Ishwatari. So let's, uh, let's shred it, guys.
You know, I really am surprised that that, uh, I don't know, stood no chance of advancing in March Madness. I know it's ridiculous to be referencing March Madness, our forthcoming uh, March video game voting tournament, in the February edition of Gems. Um, but, you know, here we are. So, um, And I'm sorry, what was Guilty Gear competing against? Uh, I was actually just about to pull that up. So let's see. Guilty Gear lost on the right side of the bracket to Mario Kart 8. I'm sorry. Guilty Gear will presumably yeah, yeah. lose uh, against Mario yeah. Kart 8. I mean, if you asked me before the, you know, like when I seeded this tournament, will Guilty Gear beat Mario Kart 8? My answer would be no. Fuck no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there's so much heavy metal music that's on this bracket. I mean, I have a few ideas. But um, yeah, no. Mario Kart 8 People like that soundtrack. Very, very popular soundtrack. Uh, Guilty Gear, pretty popular soundtrack, but uh, doesn't really cover the the you know the breadth of you know music that Mario Kart Eight does. There's a lot of fucking music in Mario Kart Eight, and now there's like two whole fucking there's like another fucking game added. So you know Mario Kart Eight, man, what a game! Mario Kart Eight, what a game! I don't believe a game that will be referenced in gems no never certainly not on the verge of having a 10th anniversary <laughs> no sir um so you know man guys this uh this next stretch is kind of where i was anticipating having um jesse here for the show i was i was disappointed to learn that jesse's having computer troubles and wasn't going to be able to join us for this because this was a great month for rpgs on PlayStation systems, specifically the PlayStation Two. And what What do you need Jesse for to discuss PlayStation Two RPGs? I mean, that's, I'm sitting right here, and so you're ready, David. So talk to us about the fifth entry in a beloved franchise, specifically the Breath of Fire franchise, Breath of Fire Five Dragon Quarter. You can talk to us I about have, that, or you can share a story from high school. I have nothing to say <laughs> about Breath of Fire 5. That's kind of how I was. PlayStation 2. Yeah, yeah. Thought that might be the case. Um, were you into dragons at any point, David? Like, you know, dinosaurs and dragons, they kind of go hand in hand. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm super into dragons, Mainly because they're giant reptilian creatures, but unlike dinosaurs who actually existed, dragons had wings and could breathe fire. Yeah, pretty cool. So they're like slightly cooler than dinosaurs. Right. They are, aren't they? Um, man, can you imagine if Game of Thrones only had dinosaurs instead of dragons? Do you think it would have been popular? Dude, it would have been fucking rad, honestly. <laughs> you, like, you're right, God. Johnny. You're fucking right. God. God just imagine a bunch of fucking velociraptors being taken over by the White Walkers. Like, Dude. So now you got ice velociraptors running mm -hmm. around. Yep. Actually, mm. no. We got a better idea on our hands here, guys. <laughs> fucking uh. yeah. Jurassic Thrones, baby. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm fully into that. You know, like, just replace the Dothraki with a bunch of fucking, like, uh, brontosauruses or something. Uh <laughs> Yeah, which we don't even call those things brontosauruses anymore. <laughs> but yeah, just you know, swap so, in a bunch of dinosaurs to Game of Thrones. It would make it a lot more interesting. <laughs> so, fun fact, brontosaurus 
um, was a incorrect name for a sauropod. And then they looked at it and realized like, oh no, there's a different sauropod. So like Brontosaurus is a correct name. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to know that. Cause I thought it was like a, it was one of those situations where I just, you know, I got Brontosaurus baked into my brain cause I'm a man in his late thirties and I, I just simply can't correct myself at this point. Um, Wait, what the fuck? You're in your late 30s? I'm just saying, we grew up learning certain things, like brontosauruses being dinosaurs. I can't unlearn that. Nine planets. It's very hard for me to let go of Pluto. I literally was explaining that to my son the other day. I was explaining that there used to be a planet called Pluto, and now we don't talk about it anymore. He's like, like Pluto! I'm like, yes, that's right. We don't talk about Pluto. We don't talk about Pluto. No, no. He and he made the reference. I did not. I don't. I haven't watched fucking Encanto. My son <laughs> heard the heard me say Pluto and swapped in Bruno. He's fucking. He's a fucking dork. Dude, get him a fucking rhyming dictionary and some rap lessons now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so first Back off. Yet. Johnny, you're incorrect. That's not how we phrase that. Second off, John, you need to watch Encanto. That is a great movie. And um, third off, to anyone who's listening, uh, yeah, Pluto is a thing that happened. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so anyway, uh, from Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter and composer Hitoshi Sakamoto, we got the center ministry area, and we've got Calling from a Distance.
Man, calling from a distance. A uh, very 2003 idea. Um, it was starting to get phased out. People were buying cell phones and things. We were talking. We were. Uh, were we at nights and min- uh, nights and weekends by uh, yeah, 2003? It was all about. It was all about the nights and weekends around then. God, yeah. Remember nights and weekends? Like, hey, let's not yep. talk today. Let's wait till like later on in the week. <laughs> like, yeah, let's talk it after 9 p.m. tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's not tie up the phone because my dad needs to use the internet, and I'll talk to you after 9 p.m. <laughs> it's free. <then. laughs> Jesus Christ, what a time! <laughs> Um, you know, there'd never be metered data ever again. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, another, another PlayStation two RPG that came out this month, Xeno saga episode one, Der Vilgermacht. Um, I'm guessing that, uh, David never, uh, never dove into any of this. Never, uh, never delved into the anime, the Xeno saga. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought Zeno you were about to say Saga. Xenosaga <laughs> on the PlayStation 2. This is a classic. I put like 200 hours. I am fucking with you. I have never played this. I was going to say you put 200 hours into it. So you got through like the first couple of chapters. You, you know, th- uh, you know, I watched a little bit of this being played. This was, uh, you know, Michael picked this up and I watched him while I fucking like, you know, smoked out. And it's like, wow, this game's cool. Like big mecha and space babes and all kinds of cool stuff happening and then man it just dragged on and i think we both just lost interest and went and played more exciting games um but uh yeah space anime robots uh a woman named cosmos perhaps cosmos depending on how you want to pronounce it we should check with carl sagan oh is this is this one of the games that has cosmos yes it's where she first okay. showed up. She's on the cover of the game. It's like, hey, look at this, you know, space babe. I'm into it. I don't even know what this game is, but I want to buy it. And this was also back in the day. They they were marketing the hell out of this. This had like, you know, big time ads going on like MTV. And they were showing just those cutscenes where it's just like, well, okay, well, this, you know, goddamn games are, they're going next level, guys. Like... This looks fucking amazing. This is like playing a fucking movie. And then you get it. It's like, oh, right. No, it's like playing an RPG. <laughs> you get a few minutes of a movie. It's, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> you got to actually play well, this boring was, ass game. <laughs> that was one of those things where like Cosmos was one of those characters were like, oh, yeah, cool. It's this anime woman, everything. And she busts out machine guns next to her like, oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this game. And then you look at it, and it's like, oh, wait, this is like a 100, 150-hour RPG. Like, yeah. mm, I don't know that I'm into this. Yeah, and it's kind of the thing where it's like, you know, as exciting as it is seeing these things happen, turn-based kind of, it takes some of the fun out of it. If it were an action game, it'd be more fun. But, you know, live and learn. Because uh, you know what? Really great soundtrack. Yasunori Mitsuda soundtrack. Um just uh, you know, some fun tunes in uh, Xenoblade. So, or Xenoblade. Fuck, I did it. I botched it up, good guys. I can't believe it. I got the wrong Zeno series, guys. I'm turned in my card. I said it wrong. Wait a fucking go, John. Oh, God, can you believe that? What a fucking gaff on my part. Egg on my <laughs> face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Zeno Saga. Episode one, um, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. We've got two fantastic songs. We've got Kokoro, 
Not the not the Beach Boys song, unfortunately. And we've got Last Battle, because that's usually the best song to play to give you a feel for uh, for an RPG. So uh, let's uh, let's do it, man. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you.
Yep, it's uh, it's good, epic stuff. I'm uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still thinking about Kokomo. I know it said it's not that, and then I made the reference anyway. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, you're a Beach Boys guy, man. Where do you rank Kokomo? Like power rank Beach Boys albums and songs, real quick. Oh yeah. man, okay, so let's see. Top, top sounds top is obviously five number five or top three. Oh God, Kokomo! Wow, oh, that's like number eight, man. Eight? Uh, yeah, eight? dude. Like I mean, top eight's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, I think it's a little overrated to be honest. I think, uh, you know, uh, "Help Me Rhonda" is probably the best song of all time. Okay, now hold um, on. Do you think it's overrated because Kokomo's not a real place? Uh, well, um, yes. <laughs> I think had they had they wrote the song about a real place, oh. Number yeah. one out of ten. Because then it's a marketing thing, and people would just flock into it. Yeah. They made up this fucking island, man. Where the fuck is it? I mean, on the one hand, yes, I understand that point. On the other hand, the Muppets. See, now David makes a compelling point. How many other Beach Boys songs had a video with the Muppets? Zero. Yeah, it's true, man. How many other Beach Boys songs had a video with John Stamos? Zero. Actually, I mean, there might have been more than that, but uh, yeah, still, this was the most famous ones. <laughs> so yeah, Kokomo. It's uh, it's pretty great, man. Um, but uh, you know, Zinusaga also good. Um, so yeah, sorry, Johnny. Uh, help me, Rhonda's your top. Uh, Beach Boy song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I was honestly struggling to name other songs. God damn, really? <laughs> David's drunk off his ass and he can name like two or three more Beach Boys songs without no, I guess, much problem. How are you to put Help Me Rhonda over Sloop John P or like... Oh, I did it. <laughs> I put it over Kokomo. So, oh, you wait, said, it, you I, said I Help Me Rhonda was your top song of all time. <laughs> oh shit, I did. Didn't yeah, I? You, you, you jumped right up to number one. <laughs> You fool! <laughs> yeah, Sloop Trot B is definitely way better than Elmy Ronda. I mean, yeah. What about 409? Uh, 409's pretty trash. I yes, really like I, get, <laughs> I really like I Get Around. That's a good one. Yeah, dude. It's about fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those Beach Boys. Uh, we know Wait, what they were doing. What? <laughs> and at, one, at one point in the background, if I get around, I swear to God, I hear somebody sh- scream, eat shit! <laughs> when I, I, don't, I don't think it's what they're saying, but it's I like to think that's what they say. I love that about old records. <laughs> well, we can't redo that. <laughs> Better put it out. Uh, yeah. Somebody walked in the studio and told them to eat shit. Uh, press it. I don't know, I, man. <laughs> crap around tape. Yeah. I love the fact, too, that like somebody is recording a song. There's the big red light, like, don't enter recording. <laughs> recording Somebody just private. opens the door. Eat shit. <laughs> Beach Boys, more like eat shit. You know, hey, hey, Jesus, that got picked up. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. This is... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Fuck it. We've spent $300,000 on this recording. Just, yeah. just put it on. Yeah. It's fine. Roll it. Um, <laughs> so the final uh, RPG that came out in this uh, this segment a uh, little game called Dark Chronicle, also known as Dark Cloud Two. Um, not a uh, not a you know not a big game here in the states, but uh, a game that definitely has. Talking about Dark Cloud Two, that's like my favorite game on the 
whatever system this was released on. Still PlayStation 2. Um, this yeah. was my favorite game on the PlayStation 2. They probably would have done well to tie this into Final Fantasy VII somehow. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was 2003. It had been you know a few years since Final Fantasy VII, and now they make it Dark Cloud. Like you know, uh, people were probably disappointed when they looked at the box art and found out that it wasn't actually about cloud, Dark Cloud. I I'm glad that you made that clarification because otherwise it was like I love the fact that they made a game on the PlayStation One. And then we're like, oh, yeah, they released a game on the PlayStation 2. How dare they not qualify this yeah. as a PlayStation 1 game? They should, you know, I'm just saying, people like Cloud. People like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, a dark and edgier version of Cloud would have been, uh, been a good game. And I'm sure that Dark Cloud 2 is a good game. But is, is Cloud not a dark and edgy character already? He's trying not to be. You know, he, I I speak sincerely. I've not played Final Fantasy VII. I mean, he's an ex-soldier. Like you know, he might have might have done some things. He might know some unsavory types. You know, he may have you know been partnered up for a little while with a uh, Sephiroth. <sighs> but um, yeah, no, he's uh he's working past it. He's trying to be on the right side of things. You know, he joined uh joined some eco terrorists. He's cool. <laughs> um. Do you think there's a possibility this game is about farts? Well, there's always a possibility yes. that a game is about farts, John. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm wondering, like, you know, it's Dark Cloud. So, like, yeah, it was 2003. A lot of us had visible farts, <laughs> um, as was the style at the time. Yeah, yeah, frosted tips and visible farts. Exactly. We were taking Fart Darkener to uh, <laughs> you know, really be able to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe this was just a, a real game of the times. We're all still, we're all butt chugging ink to fart out dark clouds. <laughs> fart dark. <laughs> God, I've never wanted something so bad in my life. It should really be a product, shouldn't it? Like you should be able to fucking consume something that adds color to your farts. <laughs> like, oh man. Um, so this game is basically Final Fantasy VII colon. Fur. <laughs> yeah. See, you're oh. right on both counts. Colon and then fur. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you could just stop the colon, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. They put out Final Fantasy VII colon. Everybody's like, uh, you forget the subtitle? Oh, no, man. We didn't. Just play the game, baby. <laughs> you're going to love this. <laughs> um Fur. <laughs> so anyway, we got two fantastic songs from uh, Dark Cloud 2, Dark Chronicle. Uh, we've got Time is Changing, and we've got Dark Element, the thing I would like to add to my farts, uh, from composer Tomohito Nishiura. And this is the end of the 2003 segment. <laughs> Somehow we've ended with an, uh, without another bonus beat, because you know, all these RPGs just ran together and we talked about colorful farts. So I guess we'll have to make up for that in the next segment. I'll take my chances, race and time, 
Yeah, boy. Here we are. 2013. Um, man, what a time of games that we all definitely picked up and played. You know, I've really been thinking about toying with the format of the show, and instead of doing the 2013 segment last, maybe just swapping the show around and ending with the 2003 or 1993 segment sometimes. I really think we should get extra loosey-goosey with the show going forward, just in case there's not <laughs> something really great to end on. Thankfully, this isn't the time. This is, uh, this is a month with some fantastic music to end on. But there's also some fantastic music to start with. So, let's pour one out. For the 3DS and the 3DS eShop, which is closing as of this recording, like, imminently, in a couple of minutes. Um, and let's talk about a beloved RPG that you can probably get a at a deep discount if you were listening to this live, which nobody could possibly be doing. Uh, and now it'll be too late. Etrian Odyssey 4 for the 3DS. David, you are the EO4 guy around here. Am I? Yes. No, wait. Sorry, I'm thinking of Johnny. Johnny, you know exactly what Etrian Odyssey is. Oh, yeah. Etrian Odyssey um, was that game that was... Um, oh, let's see. What was Etrian Odyssey about? <laughs> so it was a, an odyssey um, mm -hmm. based on based on Flappy Bird, which had, had just come out the same year, surprisingly. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, so they they really they basically took Flappy Bird and made it into Etrian Odyssey Four, and uh, that's uh, th that's all it. Is. It's just Flappy Bird. You know what sucks, Johnny, is when I you know I put you on the spot like that. There's nothing fun like uh, there's no fun to be made of the word Etrian. There's nothing to glean about this game from the name. You know, it's a uh, it's a DS RPG series, or it's you know this is the fourth entry and it's on the 3DS. It's uh. It's an RPG series in which you explore dungeons, and guess what the big crux of the game is? It's a 3DS gimmick. So what do you think the crux of the game is? Uh, let's see. 3DS gimmick. Uh, 3D dungeons. Almost. What you have to do in this game is draw your own map. Which means you have to explore the dungeon and like actually like mark it on your thing like that's how you have to like, it's a dungeon crawler in which you have to keep track of where you're going by marking it on the touch screen it's nope. uh apparently no, long and somewhat tedious <laughs> but there's no it's kind of fans. yeah yeah no no thank you on all counts um but uh now you know johnny let me uh let me see if you read ahead in the notes and see if uh, you know why this is your series um are you aware of who composes the Etrian Odyssey 4? Oh, is it my boy Kuzo? It is, baby. You know, we got Kuzo on the show. Yeah. yeah you know, it's Kuzo time, baby. So, um, yeah. No, that's uh, that's the long and short of it. It's Kuzo Yoshiro soundtrack on the 3DS. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. Uh, so we got two fantastic songs from Etrian Odyssey 4 and composer Yuzo Koshiro. Want to make sure we say it right at least once. We got Labyrinth 1. That's the Lush Woodlands. And we've got Gale Force on the battlefield. Ah.
Yeah, Kuzo knows what he's doing, man. He is a uh, uh, superlative composer. Mount Rushmore member for sure. Um, just the fucking man. Good tunes. Johnny, let's move on before David gets back from his bathroom break. Let's talk about the next game. A game that I've never played and have no intention of playing. David's back so I can stop talking uh, around it. And let's just get down to business. Movie tie-in business, but not actually movie tie-in because this is kind of its own story. Uh, Let's talk about the aliens. Colonial Marines being released for, uh, you know, multiple systems right now. Um, David, you know, I, I don't need to ask this of Johnny because Johnny's never seen any of the aliens movies. I've seen the first one now. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's something. It is something. It's arguably the best one. Um, uh, mm, I said it, arguably. It, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a superb horror movie. It's fucking fantastic. Um, I was going to say, it It depends how you define it, because Alien, I believe, is a great horror movie. Fantastic. Aliens is a great action movie. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And Aliens, Colonial Marines, is based on that great action movie, not the great horror movie. Um, but, I don't know, I feel like... Uh, this isn't really necessary. I mean, it's cool to be, you know, 10 years ago playing a playing a game based on aliens. Like, you know, as a kid watching aliens, it's like, wow, yeah, that's like the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. This is like super intense. And, you know, then you start playing video games. You think like, man, that's the kind of shit that I'd like seeing a video game. It just makes sense to make a fucking first person shooter game based on aliens. Yeah, but then, I don't know, maybe too much time passed or something. Maybe this would have been hot shit in like 1996. But uh, I feel like by 2013, Aliens was already kind of uh, done. Like I was going to ask you, David, you know, not based on 2013, just based on now. Do you think they should ever make another Alien movie? <sighs> That's an excellent question. Like it's been done, Main- right? <laughs> mainly based upon how you're going to do it. If you want to make a movie based like on the alien series and based upon the xenomorph and what we know, I would say no. Right. Because the xenomorph isn't scary because we know so much about it. Yeah. But like if it if you're going to do if you're going to do a movie just not in the in the continuity of whatnot, like, hey, let's drop a xenomorph in medieval China where, like, an alien <laughs> was just going to fuck up people. Like, okay, I'm into that. That's kind of But, good. like, if we're going to yeah. continue on, like, okay, we're expanding upon the lore yeah. of the alien, like, right. whatnot, like, no, no. Yeah, we're back in the fucking, you know, the colony or whatever. Like, no, God, stop. You know. Uh, you know, oh, look, we're doing Prometheus. No, thank you. Uh, you know, my other idea for, you know, future alien movie, instead of, you know, dropping an alien into, like, you know, the past or someplace that's, you know, just ill-equipped to handle an alien, what about the rest of space? Maybe there's something else out there. Just come up with a new fucking idea. Um, Keep the same, like, you know, keep the same fucking, like, universe of the alien movies, 
but just you know, move past the, the xenomorph and the Geiger designs. Like, just find something else. Yeah, just throw in a predator. Honestly. Well, now hold on, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, just not that simple. <laughs> you wish it was, but uh, man, yeah. Wait a minute, alien versus predator. Why hasn't anybody done that before? Well, here's the thing. I feel like that is a, a well of untapped creativity. Well, if if they were going to do that, crossover two of the most popular R-rated horror action franchises. You know, in this uh, this day and age, it's kind of tough to release a, an R-rated action flick. So you know, it'd be a it'd be a tall order getting people to turn up to the movie theater for. Uh, you know, what would be the goriest and most violent fucking like action spectacle of all time. But I think they could do it. They're def- you, know, you would definitely lose something by watering it down and not making it rated R. Hard fucking R. But thank God they never made an Alien versus Predator movie. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that's where they could go with the series going forward. We got two songs from Alien Colonial Marines from Kevin Ripple. We've got Close Encounter and we've got Retreat. good retreating music guys yeah fucking man uh 
coolest, most like fucking nerve wracking part of aliens is when they realize they're in deep shit and they have to retreat. Like, God, when they're in that fucking room and they realize they're surrounded by aliens and they can't fucking use like all their ammunition and shit, and they got to get out of there and people just start dying left and right. God, what a flick. Uh, sorry, Johnny, spoilers for uh, when you watch aliens. It's not going to go well for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to go really, really poorly. <laughs> David, what's up? Is this a game where, like, you could outrun the aliens just by doing a brisk jog? Like, Ooh. if you were moving forward, then all of a sudden the aliens were like, oh, fuck it. Like, uh, I got probably. nothing. I feel like this game wasn't well received. And, you know, I think, I don't know. I, um, I like to think that I don't listen to game reviews, but I also, at this point in my life, was just like, ah, I'm not buying that shit. Like, it's, uh, my, you know, my time is more valuable than playing that fucking game. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think this game is well-received. So it wouldn't surprise me to learn that this is, you know, some kind of fucking... It's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, crazy next-gen experience. It's like, nah, it's a late PS3 game. An early Wii U game. Um, no, this, uh, this, this game, I, I think, uh, was not well-received. Speaking of games that were well-received, I don't know, uh, PlayStation games, let's talk about Sly Cooper. David, you ever get into those Sly Coopers? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> this was, this was one of those series where like, had I not been a Nintendo fan, I would be all into, right? However, I was a Nintendo fan, so I was not into the Sly Cooper series. It's too bad, man. It's a pretty cool series that I haven't played enough of. Um, I feel like it's one of uh, Sony's underappreciated first party series. Like it's you know people forget it. it's a Sony series, so it's not just popping up anywhere else. And it's uh, it's like Metal Gear Solid type shit for kids. You sneak around as a raccoon, you do some heists. It's like you know a little a uh, little Uncharted, a little Metal Gear, but you're playing as cartoon animals. What's not to love? It actually sounds kind of awesome. It is <laughs> like, awesome, like, Johnny. The, yeah. it's a, the, the series is fun, like really <laughs> fun. And this one has time travel. Thieves in Time, Ooh. Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. Ooh, um, share there. You know, that's the thing. Eventually, <laughs> Sly Cooper busts out those butt cheeks and sits on the <laughs> battleship. And, uh, you know, it's hot, baby. <laughs> you know. All of a sudden, Sly Cooper meets, like, a chameleon with butt cheeks who mm -hmm. sings, If I could turn back down. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that I just... My reference for Cher is butt cheeks. Like, you know, <laughs> if somebody asked me who's Cher, it's like, ah, she's that singer that she uh, with the butt cheeks. <laughs> like, and she tried to turn back time. <laughs> like, it's uh, very, very reductive of me. Um, but, but yeah. also at the same time, you're not wrong. I mean, you know, I'm honoring the butt cheeks. It's not like I'm saying she's got like a big sad dumpy. I'm saying she's like, you know, <laughs> she had a fucking <laughs> great touch. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was happy to see it in that video. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, laugh through some Sly Cooper songs. Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, composed by Peter McConnell. We got Paris by Rooftop, and we've got Getting Stronger, Like My Feelings Towards Cher.
very farty soundtrack, but very fun music. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, Johnny, I think, you know, I'm maybe, maybe I'm off pace, but maybe this next game, you actually played this one, man. I know David did, but I'm going to lead with Johnny. I want to see. Johnny, did you do much running? Oh, oh, like just, no. Are you, I, are I don't you, run. You're not a runner in real life, but are you a runner if, uh, say, BitTrip presents Runner 2? Ooh, I have played quite a few BitTrip games, but n- no, I did not play BitTrip uh, presents Runner 2, Future Legend of the Malian. Okay, so you didn't play it, but you know that fucking title offhand. <laughs> well, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I spend many hours on the BitTrip wiki. <laughs> just, just memorizing, hammering it in. <laughs> I need to know future legend of rhythm alien. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we call it. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun game. J- uh, David, did you uh, did you jump onto the bit trip runner too, Flora, for short? You know, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. <gasps> I'm not sure because <laughs> I I definitely played one of the bit trip runner games. But they kind of ran together for me. Oh, pun, pun not intended. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I I might have played Bit Trip Runner three. Not sure if I played Bit Trip Runner two, but also I played one of them, so I've I've definitely played this. Okay, so if memory serves, Bit Trip Runner is very you know simple graphics. It's got the you know the early bit trip style. I'm guessing you would remember if you played that one. I definitely played one that had like 3D graphics and Charles Martinet as the yeah. like announcer. Yep. But I don't remember if it was two versus three. Yeah. Okay. So yes, those two definitely run together. Uh, I'm guessing that you, like me, as an early. And I say early, day one, I assume, Wii U buyer, you played this one because it came out on the Wii U and, you know, yeah, let's go for it. So I'm guessing it's this one that you played because this is the one that I also owned. (laughs) Um, And yeah, uh, fun games, you know, if you can uh, find the rhythm, you know, because it's rhythm based platforming and uh, running and jumping and reacting to the music. It's pretty fun. I mean, they were definitely super fun games, and I enjoyed my time with whichever one I played. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that kind of endless runner, but also rhythm game where you're trying to like find the best path to go through by way of the music. Like, yeah, no, this it was super fun. Yes. Um, honestly, not really my style of game, but you know, I had fun with it for the brief uh, little bit that I played it. It was uh, kind of one and done. I didn't, you know, it's not a game I wanted to master, but like uh, a game that I found pleasurable for, you know, the tunes and the action of it. Honestly, the look I always found kind of hideous. It's I, I know it's meant to look pretty stupid, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the look never really appealed to me. <laughs> I, I definitely remember like playing the original sort of 8-bit game and then jumping into the 3D version 
it, I don't I don't want to use the phrase culture shock, but <laughs> there was a culture shock because all of a sudden the backgrounds, instead of looking like weird Atari level backgrounds, like suddenly there were fish heads and mountains. Like yeah. this is weird. It's funny, it really um, it might be like a Super Mario World reference. Like, you know, in Mario World you had the mountains, like the little round hills in the background with the two little eyes on it. And in this, they gave them like realistic eyes and mouths, and it's kind of hideous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it it definitely like it's one of those things where like, oh yeah, this is a cute cartoony landscape, and then when you render it in three D, like, oh god, this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. It is, but you know what's not horrifying? The music. Good tunes. No, the music is super fun. Yes. So we've got Cloud Titans and we've got Super Funk from BitTrip Presents Runner 2 Future Legend of Rhythm Alien from Petrified. God, I almost got the whole thing on Petrified Productions.
Johnny, you're the uh, you're the music expert here. Would you rate that super funk? No. Damn, dude, harsh. I'd rate. I'd rate that. <laughs> Can't help me, Rhonda. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Can't help me, Rhonda. Oh, wait, that's not the song. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Yeah, the opposite. Help me, Rhonda. God damn. <laughs> I mean, the song is literally. Help me, Rhonda. You can't, you know, it's Rhonda. She can't be helped. Not by, not by bit trip. Um, so, man, guys, 
we're in the home stretch. Last two games. And I got to say, I'm uh, I'm cashing in those unused bonus beats from previous segments for these last two games. Because one of these games, very important to me. The other one, not as important to me, but important to other people. David, let's talk about a game that's very important to me. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Have you gotten into the crazy, bloody Cyborg Samurai game yet? It's been 10 years. I mean, when it comes to my favorite Metal Gear Solid games, Revengeance is definitely a game I have not played. (laughs) Where are you on Metal Gear games at this point, David? Have you played any of them? You know, when it comes to Metal Gear Solid games, that is a series I have not played. Damn, dude. I, you know, I, like, I, I know that I'm prone to make recommendations that, you know, for things that I like in the hopes that you will also like them. But, like, I think there's something in there for you to enjoy, man. Like, you know. And it's known at this point. I mean, you know, th- this is Revengeance. It came out 10 years ago. It's an action game where you're playing as a cyborg samurai slashing up robots. Like, <laughs> I mean, in terms of the Metal Gear Solid series, like Revengeance is a game that's definitely on my list. Right. Specifically because you can slash the hell out of giant robots as well as watermelons. That's true. As I understand it, like... There are a decent number of watermelons in the game, you're right. Like, you're a cyborg ninja who just cuts the fuck out of everything in front of you. Like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. You can also describe Fruit Ninja that way, right? That's true, David. How do you feel about Fruit Ninja? (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely into Fruit Ninja. Um... (laughs) I I went to C2E2. They Fruit Ninja had a booth. They gave you free like fruit gummies. Hey. So obviously I was sold. <laughs> they have Wait, it, wasn't even real, it wasn't even real fruit. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Yeah, gummies, not fruit. Uh, yeah, slice me off a piece of that. <laughs> uh. Good so I say all that to say that, like, playing a cyborg ninja involved in the military-industrial complex, you know, I'm into that. Yeah. I th- yeah I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think you find some enjoyment in the game. It's fucking crazy and over-the-top and just swarming with magic robots. And it's... Uh, it's a blast, man. I I, I kind of want to dust off my fucking PlayStation 3 and play this again. Like, it's such a fucking, just a trip of a game. Um, you know, I, I realize it's, you know, it's crazy doing the show. It makes you realize, like, man, uh, yeah, I always said I was going to play that again. And here we are, 10 years later. I haven't played it again. <laughs> um, but I hold it in high esteem because it's a very, very fun game. Uh, just, you know, the boss fights, which are most of the game are all a blast. Uh, the action, I remember it being criticized for being kind of difficult to pick up, but like, I don't know, once you get past the first couple, you get the rhythm of it, you know, you learn to parry things and slice things upright, and it's just a fucking awesome, awesome game. And it, you know, it's career, uh, like, resurrection of Raiden. Obviously, he hasn't done anything since, but like, this game took the worst thing that ever happened in, in the Metal Gear series. <laughs> And made the coolest fucking game out of it. Like, it's just, it's bananas how fucking cool 
this game is and how cool Raiden is after you know the the reparation of his you know image from Metal Gear Solid Four and then this like just you know a beloved character where previously in two thousand one everybody would say the worst character in most uh, in like a major series so it's great it's got crazy fucking metal music and fucking you know it's uh yeah it's great it's one of my favorite PlayStation games it's uh it's super blast. So we got three fantastic songs from uh Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We've got Rules of Nature, of course. We've got I'm My Own Master Now and It Has to Be This Way, all from composer Jamie Christofferson, various vocalists, blah blah blah. Let's just do uh as I believe I said in an early episode of Game That Tune. Let's just have some lyrics all about blood and robots.
Um, it's fucking intense. It's great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, really, really good shit, man. I, uh, yeah, God, I'm going to get on the radio like first thing tomorrow morning and just start requesting it. I'm going to wake everybody up with some fucking <laughs> screaming cyborg tunes. So, final game of the show, guys. And it's an important one. If not one of our uh, favorites, because it's not. But it's a, it's an important game. Big time game. How do you know it's not one of our favorites? David, because it's Fire Emblem Awakening. That is... I, I would say, Fuck. honestly... <laughs> I would say, honestly, my favorite Fire Emblem game. Yes. It is a, a classic of the 3DS library. Fire Emblem Awakening. Incredible game. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's one of your favorite games? I would say on the list of my top 10 favorite games, it would not make the top 10. <laughs> it is not existent. Um, damn, David, that's uh, that's rough. Johnny, All right. top five Honest- or top three? Uh, <laughs> the Fire Emblem Awakening, <laughs> I would probably um, put up there, uh, let's see, in terms of Beach Boy songs, um, <laughs> probably Barbara Ann. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Important. Yeah, important song. Uh, says a lot. Uh, see, Johnny, as the Beach Boys historian here, you, you know you got to figure out a way to tie this together. So, was there ever a, po- a point where the Beach Boys were on the verge of not being able to make records anymore, and they came out with a record that was so good and so popular that it changed the whole course of their career, and they continued? to make records and make entirely too many records going forward. And too many of the beach boys were in smash brothers. Yes. I, I don't <laughs> want to interrupt Johnny, but I, I would say that fire emblem awakening <laughs> is the pet sounds of fire emblem games. Very well. I was going to let Johnny say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, I just wanted to interrupt interrupt Johnny to say that before yes. he could say it. So uh, that's the situation then, Johnny. Pet Sounds was the uh, the Fire Emblem Awakening of the Beach Boys. Yeah, basically. So Shozukaga has actually said in several interviews that it was after listening to Pet Sounds that he came up with Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because yeah, the the two you know I don't know you don't really think of them as uh, you know being connected at all, but I'm glad to know there is that connection. You know, Beach Boys, great. Fire Emblem, great. As a kid, I thought the Beach Boys were kind of dorky, but as an adult, I enjoy them more. As uh, as a gamer, I didn't enjoy the Fire Emblem games because I thought turn based strategy was kind of dorky, but. I fully recognize the appeal and I understand why it's popular. I'm glad that this game came along and righted the ship. It's, uh, it's cool. It's a, it's a big time game. It, like really, they were like on the verge of just not making these games anymore. And then this game for some reason sold fucking tens of millions of copies. And here we are a decade later. And I mean, they're, you know, shit, man, they're trying to... Do, are they still doing the Pokemon model to Fire Emblem games at this point? Are they putting out two, you know, conjoined stories? They are not. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad they're not doing so, that anymore. Jesus. <laughs> so, so Fire Emblem Three Houses came out, 
where you had multiple paths and whatnot. And then there was Fire Emblem Engage that brought back all the other Fire Emblem, like the popular Fire Emblem characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, they have not released two versions of the same game a la Pokemon. Not Fire Emblem Fates Birthright versus Conquest? (laughs) No, that was the last time they tried that because they tried that and then people were like, this is bullshit. Yeah, hey, don't do this anymore. Okay, we're (laughs) not going to try that again. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. Uh, I'm glad that... uh, Hmm. I've heard on the rumor mill that uh, the next Smash Brothers game is going to be all Fire Emblem and Beach Boys characters. Uh, they're, they're cool. Just, they're going to have Mario, of course. You got to have Mario, and then the Living Beach Boys, so they're not going to have Carl, and then uh, oh, all the Fire Emblem characters. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely a Brian Wilson main. Yeah, <laughs> gonna be good, man. <laughs> Shit's gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh, I mean, so like, but that's a question. Then Johnny is so. Are the Muppets and John Stamos gonna be like DLC? Or are they gonna be just in the base game? Oh, they'll be trophies. <laughs> that's not good enough. I want to play as yeah. so, Like, it's... okay, okay, I take it back. I am, I am dropping Brian Wilson as my main, and Pepe the Shrimp is my main. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, got those King Kong powers. Pepe the Prawn. Yeah, that's my main. Oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, we did get some responses in Discord that I feel I would be remiss if I didn't read <laughs> uh, about Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, Acre says it had a lot of fun with song transitions. I'm pretty sure that was new to the series. The battle map themes like Destiny and Conquest are standouts. The maps had an Ablaze version, and the game transitioned uh, in and out for battles. Uh, Id, the song, evolved over the course of the story, going from the character creation theme, Id Beginnings, to the final boss, Id Purpose, and there's several versions in between. Jesse, who's not here, left a comment in Discord saying, No one had feet. Um, (laughs) apparently there are no feet on the characters in the game so thank you Aker and also thank you Jesse (laughs) that was a weird thing because this was this was the first Fire Emblem on like the 3DS so they had 3D models but for some reason like when they rendered them they just they kind of the the legs just kind of like came to a cone point like they didn't really have feet. Why? Why um, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was a weird ass thing. But this was this was the first Fire Emblem game that introduced Lucina, who became yes. a super popular character in the franchise. She appeared in Smash Brothers. She was also in that um God, was it Project Steam? That weird like steampunk NES or oh, yeah. Codename uh, Steam NES game with like Abraham Lincoln and the Wizard of Oz characters for some reason. Yeah. Um, That's the next Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that happened. Yeah. But yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening was basically the game that saved Fire Emblem as a series. Yep. And But yeah. nobody had feet for some reason. I played a good bit of it. And to be honest, I like I'm just a kind of guy that can't. It's tough, man. Like I, you know, I'm too much of a perfectionist or something. Uh, the the permadeath, fucking. I know you can turn it off in this game, but like, you know, once I lost a couple of characters permanently, 
And then I found out that, like, I lost one of, like, the main story characters. So, like, she didn't die, but she's just, like, oh, you know, in the story now she's, like, back at the castle. I'm like, god damn it. I feel like I'm fucking this up. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it stressed me out, man. Like, I, you know, I can't handle, like, going through a game. And especially if it's a game like this where it's like, all right, you know, it's comp. I'm not good at fucking strategy games. So, like. A battle can suddenly take a turn and I lose one of my beloved characters and I'm the kind of guy that wants to turn the fucking game off and start over. And in some cases, that means losing a lot of progress. Uh, so it's like lose your character forever or uh, suffer through doing the game over. I turn the game off instead. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I got Welcome with the game. Welcome <laughs> to why I don't play Fire Emblem games. I'm, I'm glad to know that you and I are one and the same on that because... No, it, uh, it, I don't know. There's a disconnect for me. I can't enjoy parts of it, but it's a super cool game and it's a super important game. It's got fantastic tunes from, uh, composers Hiroki Morishita and Ray Kondo. So we're going to do it, man. We're going to close out with some extra fire emblem. Uh, you know, thank you acre for that response. I think I'm going to do some editing. We're going to do, uh, like a normal song into the ablaze version for one of these. So we're going to go with the fantastically titled Shh, Easy Now, Girl, I Won't Hurt You. And then we're going to go with Destiny and Destiny Ablaze. And we're going to close with the big one, Id Purpose. And David is saying he wants to say one more thing. I do want to <laughs> say that Fire Emblem Awakening specifically features one of the greatest lines ever in a video game Ooh. it is from frederick he is a knight and i believe it's when he does his critical arts or like his critical attack uh his line is pick a god and pray yeah okay that's dope. <laughs> yeah i think uh, he's one of your like starting guys he's like the mounted knight guy right he's like on a horse he is yeah, he's he dope fucks people up <laughs> you know big halberd and shit and yeah i like it so um yeah uh, we've got those uh, fantastic Fire Emblem tunes closing us out, and we just want to say we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Game That Tune Gems. Uh, sorry that this one's coming a little bit late, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoy this, go to Patreon, support the show, uh, unlock other fun stuff. And uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being here. David, thanks for making the time. And uh, we'll see you guys on the, uh, the next one. And uh, peace out, everybody.
Good stuff, guys. This is for February or March? February. God, March's show is going to be immense. But this was good. This was a lot of fun. March's show, I really, I, I dropped the seed for it there in the February one. I'm switching it. 2013 is going to come before 2003 because the 2003 segment is so much better than the 2013 segment. So we're going to change it up. It's going to be fun. Uh, so it's fun, guys. I'm glad we made time for this. God, Charles Manson wrote a Beach Boys song. I can't believe we got out of this all Beach Boys episode without mentioning Charles Manson. Johnny, whoa, way to show restraint. <laughs> I am very glad yeah, we didn't me too. Mention, <laughs> mention. Because I just now learned about this. What? And I, yeah, I, I, I Johnny, this. how are you such a Beach Boys fan without knowing that? Yeah, no, that's I, like one of the things about Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a few things. <laughs> Didn't do much else. He wrote some Beach Boys songs. He wrote songs. a Beach Boys song. He killed Sharon Tate. He drew a swastika in his mouth. Now, now. Or his forehead. Dave, please. Charles Manson didn't kill anybody. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Yeah. His family did. The family did the murder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was just the psycho ringleader that fucking directed them to do it, and he did the prison time. <laughs> it yeah. was just his suggestion. Right. He was very, very persuasive. Yeah. Come on. Kill Sharon Tate. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll be your best friend. I'll be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man, I had yeah. No, you I had really no idea didn't who's know in... that. You're just now learning for the first time that Charles Manson wrote songs for the Beach Boys. Yeah. I mean, they didn't all get I mean, used, but like... No, so I think the only one they released uh, was Never Learn Not to Love, yeah. which was originally called Cease to Exist, but they like altered it a bit. Yeah. And there was that song, to- yeah, Fuck You, Sharon, that they didn't release. It's a lot on the nose, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Is this... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> This song isn't actually about anybody, is it? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's a, it's a song. It's a poem. Poem I wrote. We, we all have a Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> We've all stabbed a pregnant woman. God. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, yeah, fun show. Glad we got away with that. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. going to do it. <laughs> I'm still recording. What the fuck? Uh, uh, 